Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. And I would like to appeal immediately to the 85% of the American people who feel the country is going in the wrong direction. You know why? Because the country is going in the wrong frigging direction. And people are, uh, let's just go ahead and say it, really pissed off, really angry. Uh, yesterday I, I was on the air, and, uh, and yesterday, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you, I don't feel like the yesterday's show was as good as it could have been. I was under the weather. I had, I don't know what the hell it was, maybe a food poisoning or something. Anyway, I, after the show, I went in, I laid down, and, and, I, and I was just going to lay down for a quick nap. And I woke up three hours later. And I went, what the hell was that? But I felt a whole lot better. So I don't know what the deal is. I don't think it's COVID. I had COVID. The president has COVID. The president guaranteed you would never get COVID. One of the many broken promises. Broken promises. It was just last year. Normally, you know, with politicians, it takes a year or two. Maybe you, know, you might find something in their past and you dredge it up and you, and you say, hey, man, maybe this is the reason why he's this or that and all that. Well, he did it last year. He said last year if you got the stupid COVID shot, if you got, uh, if you got that shot, then you would not get the, the virus. And then they made up something. They literally told you. They said, hey, man, you know what? The, I, know, I know, I know. You're probably, you know, you, you got the virus and everything and we told you you weren't going to get the virus if you got the jab and of course we threatened you like they're doing in all the other countries in the world and we told you you're going to lose your job and we shut you down and we ruined your life and all that stuff because there was this virus going to kill everybody and we had the vaccine that was going to fix it and then oh you know what happened the vaccine it didn't didn't, didn't keep you from getting it didn't keep you from getting it yeah actually in this so they decided they'd say oh no it'll just make it better you, you'll just feel better. It, it won't, you know, the symptoms will be less severe. Well, I got a sister, a biological sister who I found a couple of years ago. She's got COVID. She's pushing 70 years old. She's about 15 years older than me. And she's sick as hell. And I would ask that you say a prayer for her. I mean, I, I think she's going to be just fine. But, you know, Joe Biden, he's, he's oh, just minor symptoms. And everybody, you know, Joe Manchin, by the way, he, uh, he's got Lisa Murkowski of, of, uh, of Alaska. They've got the, uh, the Wuhan Red Death, as my friend Chris Plant likes to call it, even though they've been vaccinated. It's just kind of weird. You know, honestly, there's nothing anyone in the government can say right now that you can freaking believe. I mean, there are a few people. I, I believe Jim Jordan. I believe a few people. I don't believe Mitch McConnell. He isn't worth a damn. And honestly, do you want to live in this country? Do you want to live in the country that the Democrat Party is making this country into? Because I sure as hell don't. And I am done. Done with this nonsense, this stupid experiment. This experiment from the class of 1968 that is telling your children they should hate one another because of their skin color. That is saying that every advance we ever made as far as racism in this country is negative. Joe Biden has just appointed a, a cybersecurity czar. And you know what her big thing is? It isn't worried about China and the fact that China is buying up billions and billions of dollars of property and farmland right after they, they literally, they sicked a virulent man-made virus on the rest of the world and our media and our government said you can't say anything about it you can't say that china created a virus in a lab where they were trying to create viruses in labs that would jump from animals to humans so they could it could better kill people 
But our government, the Democrat Party, said you can't say anything about that. It would be like in 1986 if uh, the Soviet Union unleashed from one of its biochemical labs a, uh, a virus on the world and the United States government said, you know, listen, Donut, you know, the Soviet Union, they're perfectly fine. Clearly that is disinformation or misinformation. God, you're just so being played. Biden's cybersecurity czar. She says, are you ready? Are you ready? Systematic racism is a major threat to U.S. security. Yeah. Yeah. Camille Stewart is a former Google strategist. Now, Google's the, the organization you, you go to and you, you decide you want to look up something. You Google it because, you know, it's cute and everything. You just go Google it. It's like, I want to do a cookie recipe. Google it. I want to investigate what's going on with Hunter Biden's laptop. Huh, let's see here. Well, there's nothing showing up on Google. There is nothing showing up on Google. In fact, it, 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 when I try to post anything on Hunter Biden's laptop on social media, it gets flagged as misinformation or disinformation. Weird in a country that has the First Amendment. Why can't I have a thought about something? Why can't I have a thought about something online? Why can't I say something out loud in a country that has the First Amendment without being called an artist of disinformation, misinformation, or a white supremacist? Why is that? Why is that? Well, Camille Stewart, she's a Google strategist who buries search results according to who's in the White House. Yeah. She has argued that, quote, our hashtag NatSec apparatus must be a part of dismantling systematic racism. Man, that sounds like it's right out of, just sounds like it's right out of the classroom, doesn't it? Sounds like it's coming right out of academia. You know why? Because it is. Because all of this crap started there. Class of 1968. And pursuing anti-racist and anti-hate policy outcomes should be a chief national security focus for the administration. Well, I hate to tell you this, but uh, black and white folk and folks of all ilk and all religions and all colors and, and the, you know, people who came here because they dreamed the American dream and they did it legally and the people who were born here, we're all suffering doesn't matter if you're black or white. Black people aren't suffering more. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you, you, you hear people like uh, Van Jones. He say, oh, yeah, black people are suffering more. I hate to tell you, no, we're all equal in our misery. Stewart served as a policy advisor for the Obama administration. Yeah, yeah, their Department of Homeland Security. She's criticized the United States as intrinsically racist society in her writing and on social media. Yeah. She claimed that the U.S. economy, you ready for this? You ready, you ready for a number pulled right out of somebody's arse? Listen to this. Uh, she states that the U.S. economy lost $16 trillion because of racism against black Americans. Could you just itemize that real quick? I'd like to know real quick how you got that number of $16 trillion. And warned in 2020 that systematic racism will ruin this democracy, arguing that systematic racism was a part of every institution, not just the criminal justice system. Now, this is all absolute freaking nonsense. And it's meant to distract from the pain that these jackasses in our government, both Republicans and Democrats, are making you go through. Been in the grocery store lately? Filled up your damn car lately? Well, you're supposed to be all happy that the dear leader 
The deer leader has provided presided over a 40-cent drop in gas prices uh, because demand is down because people have to decide whether they're going to drive or eat. And the deer leader went over to uh, Saudi Arabia in hand, and he bent over and he took one for the team, and he came back with COVID, which proves that COVID is sexually transmitted. That and monkeypox. I'll get into monkeypox later because, honestly, we have the same sort of... The WHO says that monkeypox is a pandemic. We need to be... Well, where are the shutdowns? Where's the isolation? Where's the shame? Oh, it's affecting a, uh, a group of people who generally are considered marginalized. So, shh, be quiet. Be quiet. I'll get into that shortly. Now, you may recall... A while back, I talked about how the reason why the job numbers are going up, why people are, you know, being employed. Do you think it's because of good things that the Biden administration is doing for the economy? Do you? Do you? No. I literally said and have been saying for um, at least a month now that the people who are entering the job market are people who have to enter the job market because they can't afford to live anymore. The largest number of people entering the job market are people who maybe thought they could freaking retire and enjoy their life. But now they have to go to work. They got to go back to work. And they got to slog just to eat something. Just to be able to pay your bills. Maybe stay in your house if you're lucky. But AOC, she is taking one for the team. She put on fake handcuffs the other day because she was protesting Roe v. Wade. She's really, she's the one who's suffering for us. <laughs> There's Peter Schiff last night. I think he was talking to Laura Ingram. He's a he's a economist, and uh, he's talking about the jobs that people are taking. All these wonderful jobs reports. People are starting to go back to work again. Let's let Peter repeat what I've said the last month. But if you actually look at the jobs, almost all these new jobs were for people who already had jobs. These were people taking second and third jobs. Whoa, who said that? Who said that? Yeah, me. I did. I said that. Because they're struggling to pay the bills, and you have a lot of retirees who are being forced back into the workforce because inflation has eviscerated their incomes. You ever lived in a country like this? Have you ever lived in the United States like this? Did you know all of this can be fixed? All it takes is leadership change. That's all it takes. You have people who are invested in hatred for America. Don't believe me? What did I just tell you about Biden's cybersecurity czar? Camille Stewart, she says that America is a, a systematic racism will ruin this democracy. She hates this country. They're not, they're not trying to write the course on this. They're going to keep dividing us. Meanwhile, you and me, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, working two or three jobs. And now they have no choice but to go to work. So these are not jobs that people want. These are jobs that people are forced to take because the economy is so weak. Meanwhile, uh, employment is a lagging indicator. I think we're going to... You know, honestly, what you need is, is you need to go buy an electric car. That's what you need. 
don't you realize that all of your problems would just be solved if you weren't so damned racist and you drove an electric car? See mass layoffs in the third and fourth quarter. Don't you think you might be happy if your daughter is 11 years old and she decides to take puberty blockers and have her breasts removed and gets a hysterectomy before she graduates from high school? Don't you realize that everything is good on this side? Quarter ...of this year as employers start to react to the reality of inflation by laying off workers. Yeah, and there you go. That's what's going to come next. That's what's going to come next. So people going to work because they have to go to work, coming out of retirement because they have to come out of retirement, taking two or three jobs. My wife works too. She actually did it out of necessity for a while. Now she does it because she likes to get out of the house twice a week, does her, uh, her evening job at Ace Hardware. But some people are having to do two, three jobs, come home, sleep a little bit, go back to work just to pay the bills, just to pay the rent, which is going through the ceiling. I've got more on this. We're going to get into uh, the FBI, uh, people inside the FBI literally shutting down any talk or investigation of Hunter Biden's laptop and its connection with Joe Biden. We're going to get into that on the show. We've got much, much more with regard to where the country is going, what the people feel about it, and the pending revolution at the ballot box in November. That's going to bring 85% of us together. Let's take a break. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. You're listening to a Tuesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. DSS by Tanix set sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's The Rob Carson Show. I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. The faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. That's June of last year. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. Transitory. <laughs> and the data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected. This is what happens when you put career bureaucrats in charge, when you steal election for elderly men who've done nothing in Washington, D.C. for 50 years, and then you surround yourself with a bunch of morons who've been in government their entire lives or in academia. And are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's un- highly unlikely that it's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about inflation. Now, the president of the United States yesterday, uh, you know, who has uh, COVID, even though he said last year there's no way you can get COVID, so you better get that COVID shot. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just mandate it for everybody in the military. And if you don't take it, uh, we're going to screw your religious exemptions and just kick you out. Ruin your life, ruin your career, the whole deal for a vaccine. Joe Biden got double vaccinated and double boosted. He's got COVID. And here's what he had to say about recession yesterday. We could be in a recession. We're not going to be in a recession, uh, in my view. Uh, we are, The employment rate is still one of the lowest we've had in history. Yeah, because people are having to go back to work. Did you hear the report just a second ago about people going back to work who are retired or people having two or three jobs, you idiot? The 3.6 area. Uh, we still find ourselves with people investing 
my, my hope is we go from this rapid growth to steady growth. And uh, so see, we'll see some coming down. But I don't think we're going to, uh, God willing, I don't think we're going to see a recession. I don't think God's on your side because you've uh, chased God out of the public square and out of the schools. I'm not thinking that you have a lot of credibility where God is concerned, to be quite honest. Oh, here's Janet Yellen. This was, uh, this was her uh, the other day. Now, last year she said it was transitory. We wouldn't have inflation anymore by this time this year. GDP will be closely watched. Um, a, a common definition of recession is two negative quarters of GDP growth. Now, I'm, I made an observation yesterday. I'm not an economist. But I said, you know, I think that two negative quarters of growth is not a sign of an initial sign of recession. It's the final sign that shows that we are in a recession. What you're going through every day in your life, going to the grocery store and saying, oh, geez, God in heaven, I can't afford steak. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry, dear leader, but me and my family, we occasionally would like to have a steak, maybe on a, a cookout on July the 4th. That's all we ask, but it's too much, you see. It's too much for you to enjoy the luxuries that they enjoy in Washington, D.C., Nancy Pelosi has a $24,000 refrigerator freezer with $12 per pint ice cream. But honestly, you are living too high on the hog, you little people. Steak. Barack Obama said it over a decade ago. He said you're not going to be able to drive the SUV. You're not going to be able to eat just what you want. It's all about bringing us down and bringing the third world up and making us into the third world. At least that's something that's been true in past recessions when we've seen that there has usually... You are so full of crap. ...we've been a recession. And many economists uh, expect second quarter GDP to be negative. First quarter GDP was negative. Yeah, well, last year you said that wasn't going to happen. You academic... Oh, and here's, here's Van Jones making it racial, by the way. Uh, uh, I'll explain why I know it's not racial in just a second. And I think for uh, African-American voters in particular, there's a special heartbreak because, first of all, the pain is more intense. Uh, no, no. Uh, white people are poor, too. Yeah, in fact, there's even more white people who are in poverty. I know, kind of weird to believe because we're all privileged and everything. Uh, you know, the, the rising uh, gas prices, food prices. I was driving by a privileged trailer court the other day, man. I was like, oh, my God, the privilege, the privilege. Is, really you guys are living like the Kardashians in there. Really wallop the black community in a particular way. and But the hopes were so much higher. And so you have a community that came out in huge numbers in 2018. Huge numbers in 2020. Yeah, and uh, by the way, about a half a million people of color left the Democrat Party in 2020, Van. But uh, unfortunately, they were silenced because the hashtag uh, walkaway movement was uh, destroyed by Facebook. All of its memberships erased. Expecting things to get a lot better, and instead, economically at least, it didn't come true. It, it got worse. You know, one of the most uh, eye-opening things that I've done in a very long time happened when I went on vacation, and I had to take back roads through uh, Mississippi and Alabama and Missouri, and I saw white people and black people in poverty walking home from the Dollar General, the only store that they have to shop at because their car is broken down. I'm thinking it's affecting all of us. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. Walmart slashing profits. That's where the little people boat go shopping. That's not a good sign. All of that's coming up. Stick around.
You know, a lot of the times I get asked uh, by people, you know, what's what's the plan? You know, chances are we're going to put Republicans in office and they're not going to do anything. And we want them to do stuff when they get in office. People are tired of this nonsense. Eighty-five percent of the American population is saying no to this nonsense, no to this open border that's destroying our country. Right now, we have 107,000 murders happening in this country because of fentanyl. You know why I call it murder? Because fentanyl, one of the most deadly things you could possibly put in your body, is being disguised as common medications, as uh, ADD meds, and people are accidentally taking it. They're not going out and they're saying, I want fentanyl. They're saying, you know, I can't get a hold of this med, this uh, antidepressant or this, this whatever. And, and so they'll go online and they'll get it. They'll take one and they'll die. That's coming from China through Mexico, by the way. I'll bet you're closer to someone who died of fentanyl than you are to someone who died exclusively of COVID at this point. There is uh, an article in uh, Politico by Jonathan Swan. It says a radical plan for Trump's second term. And uh, I don't have time to get into it. I, I've got to finish it myself. Uh, Steve Bannon talked about it yesterday. He's calling on 4,000 shock troops to deconstruct the government brick by brick. Now, I'm not talking about violently. I'm talking about when Donald Trump becomes a president. But, but Donald Trump is already planning for term number two, and he is going to wholesale fire entrenched government bureaucrats, 50,000 of them. That's what you and I want him to do. That's what the American people want when Republicans take over. They want wholesale firings of entrenched government bureaucrats who live high on the hog, who have wages on average about 70% higher than the private sector. They have uh, uh, wonderful benefit packages. They have retirement packages. Do, Do you have a retirement package? Does your company have a retirement package? Mine never did. I don't have one. I got to save for it. <laughs> I'm not going to rely on Social Security. I mean, dear God in heaven, but my last security, Social Security thing, they, they told me when I can retire in, uh, what is it, about 12 years? $1,100 a month. <laughs> $1,100 a month. $12,000 a year is what, uh, is what all this paying since 1982. When I first filled out that Social Security number to work at a truck stop. Yeah. So I'm not not exactly uh, uh, depending on Social Security. And I think most of you guys who are uh, Gen Xers like me, because we're the next big group that's going to be doing Social Security. It's not, not another 10 years. But, you know, really? <laughs> so there is a word out that Donald Trump is going to do everything you and I want him to do when he becomes the president again. So there you go. There's your hope. There's your hope. But in the meantime, we've got to uh, deal with what we got to deal with. And that is that uh, Walmart has slashed a profit forecast. Now, uh, Walmart's on the bottom end of the uh, of the spectrum, by the way. I'm a Walmart shopper. My wife's a Target shopper, you know. I, I prefer Walmart. It's where my peeps go. <laughs> Walmart is a bellwether for a retail sector that caters to cost-conscious shoppers.
Yeah. The company said its full-year profit would decline 11% to 13%. The decline is far greater than the 1% it previously forecast. Weird. Weird. The reason being is that uh, the prices for food and fuel prompted customers to cut back on discretionary purchases. You know what a discretionary purchase is now? It used to be, uh, you know, maybe a new stove or maybe it was a discretionary purchase might be, you know, uh, maybe uh, a buy an airline ticket to go on vacation. Well, right now that discretionary pur- purchase is food. Yeah, it's food. 11 to 13% decline at Walmart. Full-year earnings per share expected to drop 10 to 12%, the company said. So Walmart is hurting. As the country's uh, largest retailer, Walmart is a bellwether for the entire sector. It's downgrading of second quarter and full fiscal guidance is a cause for concern and highlights the pressure that all retailers are currently under. Well, it means that things suck. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, another uh, academic who was a radical leftist, worked for a radical leftist, uh, uh, the blogosphere, um, uh, other, other groups. And here she is talking about, she wants to talk about the definition of a re- recession. So you know we're in a recession. We know we've been in a recession for a while because your paycheck is hurting. You, it, it, it kills you to try to fill the car with gas. Sometimes you have to say, honey, can I fill the car with gas or should I just put $20, which will give me about four gallons to payday? We know this is recession, but the Biden administration, now that the final bellwether for a recession, which is the second quarter of negative growth, is here, they want to redefine it. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre when asked about recession. Based on what the president said earlier, have his economic advisors told him they also don't think a recession is likely? And what is exactly the White House's definition of a recession? Again, we don't, we don't, I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER as as we have stated. Okay, this is gobbledygook. It is uh, generally associated with academia. How they define uh, recession. It is a word salad, also known as mental masturbation. Recession. They have declared it. I'm just saying that we're just not going to define it. We use the indicators that the NBER. Uh, uh, the this is great. So they, you know, define everything else. They decide that uh, suddenly liberal is not progressive, and suddenly abortion is uh, is pro-choice. And now we're going to redefine uh, recession because we know that we've do- we're doing a sucky job, and uh, the country is plummeting. National Bureau of Economic Research has has used. We've mentioned that a few times. Um, but going to your question about how sometimes it's late. Look. I think the what we're not even I think what the point that we're trying this to woman honestly is a complete mess to make here is that we have a strong at least Jen Psaki could fake it labor market which you don't normally see and oh a strong labor market is people are getting out of retirement because they have to go back to work and people are picking up a second and a third job the recession uh, that is very uncommon uh, to see that uh, when you see an average of uh, 400,000 jobs created per month when you see an unemployment no jobs aren't created there are openings government doesn't create anything Government doesn't create jobs, all right? There are openings, and then there are people who have to take these openings because they can't live without a second or third job. At 3.6, which is historical, that does not, uh, that does not define a recession. Okay, you know what? Honestly, I think we need a little, uh, a little break here, maybe a little humor. It's uh, Jimmy Carter 2.0, ladies and gentlemen, and no matter what they say, it sucks. It sucks to be you. It sucks to be you. 
Your polls are way down. You look like a clown. Joe Biden, you're through. But sock is a tool. Yeah, she's no longer there. Kamala's a fool. You couldn't try harder to be Jimmy Carter. You make him seem cool. He's made it worse. Presents I've seen. <laughs> wow. You're the most obscene. Nixon was a schmuck. Clinton liked to lie. LBJ was mean. You've been in D.C. 50 years long on everything. You have been wrong. It sucks to be you. Red states won't turn blue in 22. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by it. Go, you know the, you know the thing. Nobody else could be this bad as president. You are quite sad, Biden. It sucks to be you. You have a new clue. It sucks to be you. Yeah. But you can trust him now. Yeah, the uh, U.S. economy shrank uh, 1.6% the first quarter. They're expecting another contraction. And the White House Council for Economic Advisors is saying that uh, they need to redefine a recession. Here, this is actually their words, ready? What is a recession? While some maintain that two consecutive quarters of falling real GDP constitutes a recession, well, yeah, it does. Uh, that is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. It's dead both. This is that mental masturbation I was talking about earlier. Pardon me if you're offended by the word uh, masturbation, but honestly, you know, there's a time and a place. I mean, for thoughts like this, not for that, you know. Instead, both official determinations of recessions and economists, uh, economists' assessment of economic activity are based on a holistic look. Dear God, I'm not even going to finish that because it's stupid. And they think you're stupid. Two negative quarters. Yeah. There you go. The current downturn is spread across the economy, hitting both services and manufacturing, and is visible in real GDP, industrial production, and wholesale retail sales. Which means, again, that uh, you can't afford to put uh, food on the table, so you're going to have to uh, take up a second job or leave retirement. The debate over whether we are having a recession is absurd. This according to a piece in Breitbart this morning. The hope is that everything gets so boring or complicated that everyone will stop paying attention, i.e. what you just heard from Corinne Jean-Pierre and what I just read that I crumbled up and threw in the trash. That's not going to work this time because it is painfully obvious that the economy is not doing well, even if the NPER airheads haven't declared a recession yet. Consumer sentiment is near record lows. Inflation is at four-decade highs. Wages cannot keep up with rising prices. The Federal Reserve has found itself behind the curve and struggling to play catch-up by raising interest rates at a record pace. Your home that you were dreaming of is no longer affordable or available. Because when you were thinking maybe you'd get 3.9 on a 30-year, that's closer to 8 now. Which means your payment, on top of your normal house payment, add a car payment to it. That's your interest. The final line in the story from Breitbart is maybe we should just call it a Biden impression. I think it's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. Half of America's elderly can't afford essential expenses due to rising inflation, higher costs of living. 
Why should we care about old people, right? Honestly, that's what the Democrat Party does. Democrat Party, literally, they would prefer that you die as soon as possible so they don't have to pay you benefits. They don't have to give you Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security and all that stuff. They could give a rat's arse about older people. 54% of older people living alone are classified as poor under federal poverty standards. Based on their yearly incomes, more than 2 million older couples living in the U.S. were also considered financially insecure. The soaring 9% inflation or the effect of the coronavirus pandemic on the job market for older Americans may have made things even worse. My mother died last year. She was uh, 91 years old on the way to 92, and this weekend we'll celebrate her 93rd at our family reunion. And we looked at my mom's finances, and I don't know how she got by on it. She was able to. She was brilliant that way. She had a house that she bought years ago, and she lived in that, but it's amazing that she was able to survive on what she had. I can't imagine what life would be like for her today. I would do my very best to help absolutely 100%. And then every day on top of all of this, you're being told that everything you think is wrong, the border is secure. Alejandro Mayorkas told us the border is secure. Mayor of New York is telling the people of New York, you better get, get ready because your schools, your jobs are about to be infiltrated. Your children's education is going to be cheapened. Honestly. 800-922-6680. Uh, we've got uh, on the way, uh, mild recession beliefs are delusional. Americans are fleeing Democrat-run cities. I'll tell you where they're going, where they're leaving among other things, and then, uh, trust me, we've got much more. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. That's what Donald Trump plans on doing when he becomes the president again. And uh, people at the Politico, they know it. They're upset about it. And uh, they're not going to get a whole lot of pushback, even from uh, liberals, by the way, who are sick and tired of the nonsense that's going on in this country. All of this uh, is uh, on purpose, by the way. Uh, We could be energy independent. It was quite easy to do because we're sitting on an ocean of oil. But uh, President uh, Biden said during while he was campaigning that he would get rid of fossil fuels. And his, uh, his transportation secretary, who clearly is transphobic because he's uh, afraid of transportation, hasn't fixed the supply chain problems. By the way, the baby f- uh, formula, that, that crisis is still going on. It's not gotten any better. Share of Americans who report having difficulties paying their bills is the first uh, surpassed 2020 pandemic peak. Why is that? The pandemic's over. 
Four in ten adults say it's been somewhat or very difficult to cover usual household expenses in a poll conducted end of June and early July. All you want is to live the American dream, right? Isn't that all you want? Be able to pay your bills, maybe enjoy a little bit, maybe enjoy a little vacation, maybe enjoy steak every once in a while, maybe not have to buy food with the yellow stickers on it. It's about to go bad in grocery stores like I, I have none. Still do, actually, out of habit. The average amount owed by residents in, uh, let's see, where is this? New York State has doubled uh, to $1,467 from seven sixty eight in 2020. Uh, this is, um, according to, uh, this is uh, New York Comptroller says that one in eight were behind paying their utility bills. That's what that is. People behind on their utility bills, people behind on everything, and when they go to the grocery store, they're having to scrimp. And I wondered why, uh, literally six, eight months ago, I, I, I'd go to Walmart and they'd be out of ramen noodles. <clears throat> that was when I knew we were headed for a recession. <laughs> That's when I knew we were headed for a recession. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, Dick Morris has written a book. It's called The Return, and he talks about uh, Donald Trump's uh, run in 2024. He believes Donald Trump is going to win. I do, too. I think everybody right now in the Republican field is either running for vice president, if you are not a rhino, and uh, running for oblivion, if you are. People like Liz Cheney, who's, you know, literally thinking, hey, I might run. They're trying to be spoilers, but she doesn't have any support. Be a giant waste of money. But anyway, if you want to get this book, it's called The Return. It's in bookstores everywhere. But if you go to thereturn911.com, you can get it for free. Okay? And that's a, a link. You'll see the Newsmax uh, newsletter, which I write for. Thank you very much. And you'll get the free book. So The Return is in bookstores. Just go to thereturn911.com, thereturn911.com. Here is uh, Ted Cruz this weekend. Uh, normally, he's a, he's a conservative firebrand, but he's really speaking uh, uh, for all Americans when he said this at the uh, Turning Point USA convention last weekend. To bring a word of hope, the first thing I want to say is America is in crisis. This is not normal. We have a president who shakes hands with the empty air. We have a president who talks to the Easter Bunny. Between Biden and Harris and Pelosi and Schumer, the Democratic Party has lost its mind. It has, absolutely. And we're not playing along. Even Cori Bush, who is a complete and abject failure. She represents uh, one of the worst places in the country right now, a part of St. Louis that used to be actually pretty awesome. Used to love St. Louis. Spent a lot of time in St. Louis. Here's Cori Bush uh, ignoring the question about supporting Joe, uh, Joe Biden if he runs again. Do you want to see Joe Biden run for a second term? Yeah, I, you know. That, that's an easy question. It's not going to take long. Do you want to see Joe I, Biden? I don't run? want to answer that question because we have not. That's not. Yeah, I don't want to answer that question. Okay. Um, I mean, he's the president. She's too busy talking about institutional racism and what a victim she is. He has the right to, to run for a second term. Absolutely. Now that is not to support. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys. It's Carson for Gold Co. The last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So, if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to visit goldco.com slash Rob Carson. 
goldco.com slash Rob Carson because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, as one of my listeners, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss out. Visit goldco.com slash Rob Carson, goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Don't miss what could be the best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number two of the uh, of the show. By the way, the Biden administration trying to tamp down uh, financial news that's going to be coming out this week, which is terrible, which shows that the recession, we are in a recession, it's probably actually closer to, to a depression. So what are they doing? They're redefining the word. They want to redefine the word uh, uh, recession and say that it's not necessarily uh, two quarters of negative growth, which means that uh, this Thursday's uh, economic report is going to say that the second quarter uh, we uh, we had negative economic growth, which means that uh, uh, people having to work two or three jobs just to pay the bills, uh, inflation is at a 40-year high, uh, that people are suffering, everybody is suffering, except for those in power in Washington, D.C., and they're perfectly fine. So just be ready for that. I've got some startling uh, uh, news about the American people and where they are as far as the country, where it is now, and where they will want it to go. And it is not in the direction of the Democrat Party. This is interesting. Americans fleeing Democrat-run cities in blue states relocated to more affordable metro areas in part due to housing costs and inflation that are pricing them out of their uh, origin cities, according to a report from the real estate brokerage site Redfin. And honestly, who the hell would want to live in California right now? I, I really, I ask you that 100%. Uh, you know, California used to be Eden. I wouldn't live in California. You, you paid me. I don't want to live in California. I don't want to be part of that mess. I don't want to live in New York either. Not New York City. Hell no. Average rent on a, an apartment in Manhattan, $5,000 a month. Are you kidding me? My house payment is one-third of that. <clears throat> Come to Kansas. Okay, well, or, or Kansas City, you know, the Midwest. It's, it's nice. Redfin revealed an all-time high of 32.6% of its users across the country look to move from one metro to another in the second quarter, up slightly from 32%. This is, uh, <clears throat> this is the Democrat Party on, on parade. What happens to the country when they're in charge of everything? Nationally and in states like California? Yeah. Eight of the top cities with the highest outflows of residents are situated in states with Democrat governors. While the other two cities are Washington, D.C. and Boston, Massachusetts, the Bay State's governor, Charlie Baker, is a Republican, but Massachusetts has gone blue in every presidential election since 1984. That's Democrat, by the way. <clears throat> so here are the uh, cities with the biggest outflow. People saying, I'm done with this crap. I'm out of here. Uh, number 10 is Minneapolis. Because, I don't know, maybe because they defunded the police and Minneapolis burned in the summer of 2020 and nobody did anything about it. <clears throat> Chicago, do I need to say more? Denver, Detroit, dear Lord. Boston, Seattle, Washington, D.C., losing population. A lot of it had to do with this idiotic COVID shutdowns and the nonsense. New York City, number three. Los Angeles. Number two, San Francisco, number one. Number one, typical home in San Francisco or San Jose. 
now costs more than $1.5 million. Add in today's uh, 5% plus mortgage rates, you have a sky-high monthly payment that people can't afford. Where are people going? Dallas, San Antonio. That's a state, by the way, with no federal income tax, or no state income tax, I should say. California is like 14%. Northport, Florida. Cape Coral, Florida, Las Vegas, Sacramento, really? Phoenix, Tampa, Miami. A lot of Texas, a lot of Florida. If I were given a, a, a chance to move right now, probably do Florida. Probably do Florida. To show you how uh, people are feeling right now. <clears throat> One third of voters believe they may have to take up arms against the United States government. University of Chicago Institute of Politics. I don't know if this is a left-leaning, right-leaning. It's a University of Chicago, so I doubt it's right-leaning. <clears throat> One-third of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against the United States government. Now listen to this. This is the, this is the great thing about Joe Biden's presidency. It has brought us together. Now, he promised with, I mean, no intention of delivering, bringing us together with him. He's done the opposite. Americans are mad. They're really mad. They're mad about the indignities that this government is serving them from the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal, which we all know was wrong, which 70% of our military said was a humiliation, to the supply chain. You know, all I really wanted, got a job, you know, in in what I do. I, I love it, by the way. I had to sell cars for three years. <clears throat> couldn't find a job in radio, so I had to sell cars for three years. And I would go out every day, and I would, uh, you know, uh, do that, that thing that car sellers do. You, you're fishing every day. You're fishing. You're hoping you'll get a bite. You'll hopefully get one sale. It's not easy. It's not easy to do. And, and I'd have to go out in the freezing cold when there was a foot of snow on all the cars and blow off the cars, clean off the cars. It's hard to do when you have a per- peripheral neuropathy in your feet. And I do. I have a little bit of, of neuropathy. It's getting better, by the way. I've lost a lot of weight and uh, made some lifestyle changes. It was agonizing. <clears throat> and then after you, you work all day and you, and, you, and you work for two or three hours on somebody just to sell them a car so you can maybe make a couple hundred dollars, come home and tell your wife, honey, I made a $200 commission today, a $300 commission today. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. You know, open the box wine for crying out loud. And then there are days most of the time, yeah, no, nothing like that. So finally, you know, come back to uh, what, I, what I do for a living. A guy in television named Chris Ruddy at Newsmax called me at the dealership one Sunday and said, Hey, 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 where have you been? I said, Well, I've been abused by music radio for about 20 years. He says, I want you to, I want you to do a TV show for me. And then he said, I want you to do a radio show. And so now that I'm doing this radio show, I've been doing this nationally syndicated radio show, still yes, less than a year. We're still in our infancy. So I thought since we were able to pay the bills and I'm not selling cars anymore, I told my wife, let's replace that 25-year-old couch in our living room. We've had that couch. I love that couch. It's going to go out to her. She shed. She's got a little shed in the back. Well, it's been on order for eight months. We're getting ready to cancel it. For the first time since 2004, I was ready to buy a new car. (laughs) I haven't had a new car in 18, almost 19 years. That's been on order for eight months, and they say another two years, and I probably just cancel it. Yeah. 
Barack Obama said years ago, you can't just drive that SUV. You can't expect to eat whatever you want. Barack Obama's in charge, by the way, in case you didn't figure it out. These are the policies that he instituted. This is his dream right now with a puppet president who doesn't know which way is up. Poll of 1,000 registered voters conducted by the University of Chicago. Uh, It looks like here they say that uh, 28% of all voters, including 37% of gun owners, agreed it may be necessary at some point soon for citizens to take up arms against the government. Now, I am not saying this, by the way. Do not be let this be misconstrued. I am not down with this. But what I am down with is overturning this government at the box, at the uh, at the ballot box this fall without all the bull crap that happened in 2020. When responses were broken down by party affiliation, the polls showed, listen to this, 33% of Republicans and 35% of independent voters believe it'll be necessary to take up arms. Do you know why this question is being asked? Because most people are saying, what the hell can I do to turn this madness around? They don't have any other answers. Their, 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 their elected representatives aren't listening to them. People like AOC, they're going and sitting in the street in front of the Supreme Court and getting arrested and putting their hands behind their back with fake handcuffs and chasing out wonderful jobs that could have enriched a lot of people in New York. She chased out Amazon. One in every five Democrat voters believe they may have to take up arms against the government as well. What? This isn't, I don't believe this is based on reality. This is based in frustration and anger. And this is a last resort when you say, you know what? I think I'd be willing to do this. That's how far we've gone. The poll shows that nearly half of American voters, 49%, agree with the statement that they feel more and more like a stranger in their own country. That's not just, that's not just white supremacist conservatives. A majority of American voters agree with the statement claiming the United States government is corrupt and rigged against everyday people like me. While this view is most prominent among Republicans and self-identified conservatives, even 51% of voters who call themselves very liberal also agreed that the government is corrupt and rigged against everyday people like me. Wow. This is interesting. This is uh, Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake's running for governor in Arizona. She's having everything thrown at her. They are spending all sorts of money, George Soros money, to get her to uh, to lose and uh, and not be the governor of Arizona. And uh, she's uh, she's fighting the good fight. Here's what she has to say about being elected. Working behind the scenes, and I uh, have a stern warning to anybody who thinks they're going to try to steal this next election. You're going to get caught. We've got. You can't have an opinion that the election of 2020 was stolen in this country with the First Amendment. You can't say that I don't agree that the election wasn't stolen. You can't say that. According to the powers that be, you can't have an opinion. Uh, Carrie Lake has an opinion, and I agree with it. We've got ears, and we have lawyers all over, and our law enforcement is on top of it. And and, and, And know this. This next election, if you're caught cheating when I'm governor, there's not going to be a slap on the wrist. We're going after people who stole our vote. This is our, our sacred vote, and we will not stand by and have it stolen. Not again. And we're going to go back and look at who stole the 2020 election as well. This Uh-oh. stolen election had deadly consequences. People died in Afghanistan when this illegitimate president 
who shouldn't even be in the White House, did such a reckless pullout, killing 13 of our men and women, our finest in the military. Deadly consequences by allowing tons of fentanyl to pour in and kill our young people. And we're not going to sit back and, and take any more stolen elections. And so when I'm governor, we're going to fix it. And we're going to make sure we have honest elections. So people who think they're going to try to steal and the mules who are going to try to move ballots, we're watching you. You are being watched. And there will be hell to pay. Here's Steve Bannon talking about uh, what's coming. We're talking about a Republican democracy because... By the way, Steve Bannon was convicted of contempt of Congress when Obama officials have been ignored when they didn't testify when called on and claimed executive privilege like Steve Bannon. Essentially, we have taken on the model of really Davos and the Chinese Communist Party of an authoritarian state, undemocratic, with institutions that are not democratic, and state capitalism. 100%. There you go. Political payback, $50 billion going to Ukraine, one of the most corrupt countries in the entire world. The president of the United States' son was on a Ukrainian uh, energy company's board, got paid $80,000 a month, didn't know anything about energy, and we're sending $50 billion over there. And, And ever since we sent that $50 billion, there's no reports coming out of Ukraine about how Ukraine is kicking Russia's butt. What they're saying is that uh, uh, Ukraine is on uh, is imminent collapse. Where does your $50 billion go? Well, it certainly didn't go to fight the war against Russia, did it? All right, I'm going to move on to some other stuff other than the uh, economy. I want to talk a little bit about uh, why I'm so glad that I moved from Maryland because of uh, schools in my kids' counties and fortunately missed all the nonsense that's going on there now with regard to transgenderism and hiding it from your parents, among other things. The number here is 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. There's a line from a movie that I absolutely love. Kurt Russell in the uh, uh, fantastic uh, Western. It's called uh, Tombstone, one of the best ever created This is what I think most people are feeling with regard to uh, the November election. So run, Kurt. Run! Tell all the other Kurt the lie's coming. You tell them I'm coming. And hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me. People are mad. People are really mad. And I I just said uh, one-third of voters believe they may have to take up arms against the U.S. government. This includes Democrats. And it's not against those evil white supremacist Republicans. Democrats are saying that it might become necessary to take up arms against the government. We don't need to have civil war. A lot of people say, oh, you're going to have civil war. I think that's the federal government saying we're going to have a civil war. We've got to come together. You've got you to take it <clears throat> for the team. You've got to listen to what we have to say about transgenderism in schools and CRT. And, and you've got you to take it when it comes to our, uh, our energy dependence on Saudi Arabia. And you've got to take it with regard to the southern border. You don't want a civil war to happen. Well, half of Democrats here in this survey say that they would be willing to take up arms against the government. 
Here's what the Declaration of Independence said. And again, I'm not talking about an armed insurrection. I'm not. I'm talking about the ballot box. And I'm talking about we don't need a civil war. We don't. Majority Americans agree with the statement claiming the United States is cor- the government is corrupt, rigged against everyday people like me, including 51% of voters who consider themselves very liberal. That's okay. See, we can come together. We may disagree on abortion, and you can caterwaul, and you can raise all sorts of hell about a Roe v. Wade, but you can just go to another state and get your damned abortion. But if I'm going to live in this state and I don't want abortion, I'm going to live in this state because it's not, you know, abortion's hard to find. If you want to go get an abortion, go to another damn state. There you go. You made us do that for concealed carry. You made people have to move from New York to defend themselves. So now you can go to another state and get your dang abortion. Now, I can, uh, let me just go ahead and whip out my abortion uh, badge here. I'm adopted and my mother was raped. There you go. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands that have connected them uh, them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which laws of nature and nature's God entitle them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Our rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men and women and whatever, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, and they are, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new governments. We do that at the, back, at the ballot box, and this time it won't be stolen laying its foundation on some uh, such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect the safety and happiness. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations are border, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces the design to reduce them under absolute despotism, shutting you down for misinformation or disinformation and saying you don't have a right to the, an opinion in a country that has the First Amendment, it is their right, it is their duty to show off such, throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. It is time for a wholesale cleaning out of the swamp. Let's go to Matt in Elder, Eldersburg, Maryland. Hello there, Matt. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, Rob, I, I hear what you're saying, and I pray to God that we can do it at the ballot box. However, as you've said and many of my friends have said, we haven't solved the problem of the 2020 election yet. Mm-hmm. And I fear a repeat of 2022, of 2020 and 2022. Yeah. I, I think we're, we have, we were, we're at the point where we have no choice but to take up arms against our government and to remove the evil that has become part of it. Well, Matt, I, I, I don't agree with you on that. I, I think, and I've said, one of the most powerful things we can do right now is say no. And that means if, for instance, if you're in Montgomery County, Maryland, where I had kids, that this fall you say, F you, I'm not sending my kids back to your school. Right. And you, and you get together with your friends and you get together with your neighbors and you start a home school and you make it happen. We have to say no. 
We can't just immediately resort to saying I'm going to pick up weapons because they have weapons. The government has weapons. We're not going to, it's not going to be a civil war, Matt. But what will happen is enough people are angry, and 85% of the American people say the country's going in the wrong direction. That means about 5% are guiding the narrative toward CRT, toward an open border, toward socialism, all of that. We can defeat those. We don't have to pick up arms. We don't. If that is necessary, it will only be because of a defensive posture. Coming up, I've got an interesting story about 18 Spanish-language radio stations bought by George Soros and how they're going to try and uh, censor what you hear if you're Spanish. Stick around. drive our SUVs and, you know, eat as much as we want and keep our homes on, you know, 72 degrees at all times and then just expect that every other country is going to say, okay. Now, this is coming from a man who just purchased two luxury homes, one in uh, Hawaii and one in Martha's Vineyard. And, and the thing about the place in Hawaii, do you ever watch Magnum P.I.? Remember that uh, that uh, mansion that was there? It was the one that Magnum lived at. Uh, yeah, Barack Obama tore it down so he could build his own house, and and he's got giant uh, underground containers for natural gas. Did you know that he's putting in giant underground containers for natural gas? Even though he says that you shouldn't have a a car that runs on gas, you certainly shouldn't have an SUV, and you can't eat what you want to. See, this is what Bannon said earlier. This is what Steve Bannon said earlier about where we are as a country. And, uh, and this is that we are living a tale of two cities. We are living a tale of two cities. Uh, we've got the bourgeois. We've got the proletariat. We are the proletariat. We fight for the crumbs. Washington, D.C. never cuts. I've been, I've, been, I've been talking about this forever. The last government shutdown when Barack Obama was the president of the United States, he shut down the, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. And, uh, and he wanted to say, you know, if, if government has to cut, then, but by God, or, then, then we're going to shut down everything. And I remember this. People were, they literally hired more people to protect the monument from Vietnam veterans going to see it than they would have to just let Vietnam veterans walk by, get their rubbing with their friend's name and their relative's name on, on that, and, and then move on. They, they, they literally kept people from going to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. And then also the World War II Memorial. Finally, one congresswoman just kicked down the barricade and said, screw it, these people are coming to see the memorial whether you like it or not. Government never cuts, guys. You cut, I'm cutting. Hell, all I want is a guy start a new couch. I just want a couch. I haven't had a couch in 25 years. My kids are younger than my couch. One of my first car, new car in, in 18 years. Can't get it now. But isn't that what Barack Obama wanted? Isn't that what he wanted? I mean, the, the elites, it just, it just is, is, is so amazing how tone-deaf Washington, D.C., uh, and who's in charge right now are tone-deaf to you and me as they ride around in motorcades of big SUVs, as they do 
poser events like AOC getting arrested for, you know, for protesting uh, Roe v. Wade in her invisible handcuffs. And it's like, I don't give a rat's behind about any of that. All I care about is feeding my family, keeping the damn heat uh, at a reasonable uh, place, and not being told that the world is going to end because I happen to drive to work in a car that burns gas. I'm just so done with this fear-mongering porn, all this, all this fear porn about everything. Unbelievable. And I, and I really, I don't believe that a civil war is in order. Because 85% of us think the country is going in the wrong direction, which means to me that about 5 to 10% of the population are the people who are guiding this, are hoping that they can throw everything against the wall. Their Marxist dream of class of 1968 is going to come true. They are going to do it uh, no matter what they have to do. That includes shutting down speech. That in, in includes telling people what, uh, what weapons they can have. You know, uh, there was a, uh, a, a ma- four mass shootings. One was actually prevented in Indiana. Three people died. All the same kind of uh, modus operandi, uh, 18 to 20-year-old males who were probably between 15 and 17 years old when the COVID pandemic took hold and uh, were most probably driven to insanity for that, by that, probably medicated since they were little children. It's a profile. It's, it's, it's a pro- I mean, it, it, is it a surprise? been waging a war against boys at school saying that their masculinity is toxic, that if they can't sit in a chair and listen for five minutes, they'd rather go out and play uh, recess. We'll get them on ADD meds, get them on ADHD medicine. Yeah, about 40 years ago, an attention deficit became a disorder. And now our kids are going to school and they're being told that, uh, hey, you know what, maybe the problem with uh, why you're feeling so down wasn't that there was remote learning for a year and you had to sit by yourself and, and you couldn't uh, you know, talk to your friends at lunch and you had to face the other direction, you had to wear a mask all the time. Maybe your problem, the reason why you're depressed is because you're the wrong gender. There's a reckoning for that coming too, by the way. And all of the doctors, all of the pediatricians who signed off on puberty blockers and mutilating surgery, all of them are going to pay for what they did. They're going to lose their licenses. They're going to lose their ability to practice, and they should. I'm saying this to you now. If you are one of those pediatricians who are cool with puberty blockers and mutilating surgery to change a child's gender... You can do whatever you want after 18 years old. Gauge your ears. Cut your boobs off. Cut your penis off. I don't care. It's your life. You're going to have to live with it. But when you're a child, no. Anybody who signed off on that, you need to lose your medical license. And then this, and this, listen to this. So the, uh, uh, we had these four shootings, these four mass shootings. Uh, the, the Congress pushed uh, through uh, comprehensive gun safety measures, and then Indianapolis happened. And then uh, Illinois happened right before that. And, and none of these uh, new laws that they have put into uh, play uh, have had any effect or will have any effect. You know what has saved lives? In Indianapolis, a guy with a concealed carry permit, he went and he stopped it in 20 seconds. Stopped the shooting in 20 seconds. There was a guy in, uh, in uh, St. Louis. He was sitting outside a convenience store, went out of the convenience store, sat down, saw a guy go in with a knife, put a knife up to the, uh, the cash register, the, uh, the uh, employee's neck, and he walked in. The guy came after him with a knife. Bang, bang, you're dead. So concealed carry saved more lives than this stupid legislation that they passed through. They hurried through because it was a crisis and because they wanted to go after AR-15s. That's what they want to do next. They want to go after AR-15s because they're the boogeyman. When they commit very, when the people who, who uh, commit murders very rarely use AR-15s. 
they're usually handguns, or they're usually in big cities like Chicago, and they're usually in big cities like Baltimore, and that's the way it is. But you see, 20 million people have these AR-15s. These are weapons of war. And uh, the founders wanted us to have those, by the way. But Congress is going to go after them. Listen to this. These two agents from the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and one state trooper from Delaware appeared warrantless at a man's home wearing tactical gear, not wearing uh, body cameras, demanded the homeowner show his newly purchased firearms. Did you know that? Yeah. In a now viral video captured by a ring camera, the agent explained that multiple sale reports are generated if someone made a purchase of more than two firearms at the same time. This guy apparently over about a five-week span bought a few guns, and and they want to uh, go after what they call straw purchases, and straw purchases do happen. But sometimes people just buy some guns, and a lot of people are buying guns, and they have been for a very long time. Here is a little bit of the uh, ring doorbell uh, with this man being having ATF agents come to his home for purchasing a couple of guns, demanding to see the firearms without a warrant. Sir, yeah. Okay, that's, that's all, all, I'm, all I'm doing is verifying that. Look, verifying that you have it. You got two different purchases. Okay. If you have them, I'm out of here. Two purchases, and it requires the ATF to come to your home for a warrantless search. That's how quick it is. Yeah. You have them with you by any chance? Are they, if Here's what I would say. Get the F off my porch. If you can unload them and bring them out, or you can go out to your foyer here. No, officer, it's none of your damn business what I have in my house. Come out, by number, serial number, and we're out of here. Like this? Yep. That's it. It'll take five seconds. Here's another uh, uh, little bit of audio from the ring doorbell. I'm okay. I just, I didn't expect. Uh... Oh no! Listen, it just came up. I'm telling you, that's that's why we we came here. Look, there's it's an email from the from the federal right. side saying, hey, "Can you make sure this guy's got his gun?" Now, so the guy guys uh, gets uh, two guns, gets uh, a federal, uh, I guess, a warrant. Not not a warrant, actually. Just a note uh, from the feds to say, go check this guy out because he's got two guns. The homeowner did retrieve one of his rifles, asked the agents if he needs to bring out the rest of the firearms. The agent responded that it was not necessary to see any more. The homeowner believes he was coerced into giving his consent for what was legally a search of his property, even though no enforcement action was taken against him. Since the ATF agents did not have a search warrant, they lacked probable cause to obtain one. They had to rely upon extracting consent from the homeowner. It's kind of like when you invite vampires in. They can't do anything until you invite them in. Uh, But once they're in, it's over. When the courts consider consent, they look at its voluntariness whether consent was freely given or coerced. They also consider whether the defendant knew he had the right to refuse. Other factors like the time of day and the officer's demeanor and uniforms can also be considered by the court. The uh, ATF agents pushed hard. They were clearly in a hurry, and the threat they might have to return was menacing. The homeowner said, uh, uh, I felt really confused, like I was in some way being accused of something, even though I didn't commit a crime. It was embarrassing. I knew they wouldn't come in, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't uh, want to uh, get uh, put on some watch list. We just got new gun laws here. I didn't want them to come back again. I felt like they were invading my privacy. And they were. It's illegal. And if somebody does that when you purchase a handgun or any rifle whatsoever, if you don't have a criminal record and they don't have a warrant, you tell them to get the F off your porch. How about that? How about that? And then on top of everything else, and this is, this is kind of a, a non sequitur, but it'd show you what the left is attempting to do in this country. 
There is an organization called the Latino Media Network. They've raised $80 million to launch and secure a $60 billion cash deal with Televisa Univision to purchase 18 radio stations in top Latino markets. You know why they're doing this? It's because Latinos are leaving the Democrat Party in droves. They're moving to the United States, and they're, uh, they're coming in, and they're saying, uh, why would I vote for a party that hates God and is all for abortion when I'm not that way? So they're buying these radio stations. And the uh, company involved here is affiliated with the Soros Fund Management LLC. Yeah. The wave of uh, Hispanic voters shifting their support to Republican candidates has leftist activists concerned about the future of elections. While the FCC still needs to approve the purchase of the stations, this process may, may, may take a year. Democrat politicians already celebrating the win. Darren Soto, a, a, a Democrat from Florida, called the purchase uh, a, a major victory against right-wing Spanish radio disinformation efforts this week. You know what these stations exist for? They exist because there are expats coming from totalitarian regimes like Cuba, and they listen to the radio to find out what's happening at home and for truth to be told to them on American airwaves. But George Soros and Democrats want to make these radio stations into propaganda machines for the left and the government. Yeah. Meanwhile, Myra Flores, uh, first elected Hispanic Republican in her district in 150 years, she said that uh, uh, the truth, uh, uh, he says that trying to erase our values they're trying to erase our values. He wants the Hispanic community to forget about God and family values. That's what the far left wants us to do. The co-founders of this, of this group, funded by George Soros, Stephanie Valencia and Jess morales Raquetto, have an extensive political background and no prior radio experience. However, the founders consider the battle against disinformation among the Hispanic community to be a top priority. So they just want to shut down the discussion like they've been able to do on social media and the mainstream media. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that galling? I would be really, really pissed off if I was a fan of any of these 18 radio stations in Miami, including the Cuban conservative station WAQI, also known as Radio Mambi. The other 16 stations are located in prominent Latino markets, including New York, Houston, Chicago, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Fresno, Dallas, San Antonio, and McAllen. So when you came here and you took the time to escape your communist regime for a better life in America, now George Soros wants to control what you listen to and wants you to listen to the same propaganda that you left your country of origin to come here to escape. Absolutely stunning and remarkable. Let's move on to uh, schools next. All right? What's happening in schools? I've got some uh, amazing stories out of uh, where I used to live, Montgomery County. We'll get to that. Your call is welcome as well. Brian, you hold on. You'll be up next. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. So a guy in Delaware buys two guns, is visited by the ATF, says, yeah, bring your guns out. You want to see those guns. He complied. He got one of them. Uh, there was no warrant. Uh, there was no reason to show the guns. 
There was a reason to tell the ATF to get the F off my porch. Let's go to Brian in Baltimore. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, my friend. Hey, Rob. Actually, I uh, run one of the largest FFLs and uh, indoor shooting ranges in the Baltimore area. And I have a couple questions. Number one, what prompted these ATF agents to come to this guy house, guy's house? What, what, what was the trigger part upon this, that made them? That he purchased more than one weapon. Well, here's the, here's the issue with that, Rob. You, that, it is federal law that you can do that. There's what's called the NICS check in the Form 4473, and you can buy as many as you want on any given day. There's no illegality about, about buying multiple long guns on any given day or the frequency in which you buy them. So I can buy two today if I want to come back the next day and buy another one I can, and the next day and buy three I can. There's absolutely nothing illegal about that as long as you pass a new federal background check on each occasion. Yes, but listen, li- listen, 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 listen. The ATF agent told him they were assigned to a task force investigating straw purchases. That's what they said. The homeowner had bought seven firearms since January of this year. They yeah. admitted they did not have a search warrant. This is a right. federal thing, dude. This is coming down from the federal level. This is why they're so hot and horny about getting rid of ARs. This is why they're going after common-use weapons. That's what Jerry Nadler admitted. They were going after common-use weapons, okay? A- an AR is a common-use weapon. There are 20 million of them. You know what else is a common-use? Why do you expound? Because you know more about this than I do, Brian. Rob, I'm very familiar with ARs. I saw them every day. What I'm telling you is what they did is illegal. I know. What they did showing up at that guy's house is illegal, and they would have got a door in their face had they shown up to my house. I know. But you see, most people, when uh, ATF agents show up and they're wearing body armor and they have their uh, sidearms and whatnot, and they stand up there and they answer the door and then they're all polite and everything and say, hey, man, we understand you've been buying some guns. Why don't you bring one of those out? We're just checking. We're just, it's nothing. You know, once you show us, we're on and gone. That's what he said. Once you sell us the guns, we're on and gone. So right. basically, yeah, they're, they're looking they're for confirmation, them. Brian. They're, they're, they're looking for confirmation in case they have to, as Jerry Nadler, what they're attempting to do. They want to make ARs illegal. They don't want to just stop the sales. They want to make possession of the guns illegal, Brian. That's what's going on. Understood. And this is a prelude to confiscation is what's going Thank on. Thank you. 100%. One hundred percent. Have you, I mean, you are, you say you own several indoor firing range, and God bless you. Thanks for doing that. I, I love it. There's nothing, if you're going to have a weapon, you need to learn how to use it properly. Have you, uh, what are, what's the vibe you're getting from the federal government with regard to uh, the Second Amendment? Well, first of all, I don't own them. I, 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 run, a, I run a shooting okay. range in That's fine. Baltimore, That's fine. so I don't want to take That's right from something I didn't do, but uh, we, we do yeah. run one. Um, so the vibe that I'm getting is this this is going to happen. Uh, I, I have that, that gut feeling. There's not been any advisories come down. We, we get advisories from the ATF all the time on changes and, you know, legality and the illegality of certain guns and things like that. There's been nothing come down like that. But my gut feeling says that they are going after these weapons of war, and quote, unquote, um, and that's coming. I don't know what the time frame is, but right. we need to be prepared. 100%, 100%, keep your powder dry, as they uh, like to say. Uh, that is not meant to be uh, violent in any way, shape, or form. It is meant to uh, say that uh, nonsense. We're not going to accept it. Say no. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. We've got a lot of stuff to get to, including uh, Representative James Comer from uh, Kentucky will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the Hunter Biden scandal. Uh, the federal government intentionally, the FBI, a whistleblower saying, intentionally covered up Hunter Biden's laptop story. This is not a surprise to anyone who's been paying attention. Matt Gates entered into the, con- the congressional record about three, four months ago, a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop hard drive. The uh, FBI had it. They lost it. The guy who uh, actually uncovered the laptop at the computer shop sent another copy to an FBI uh, associate, and they sat on it, did nothing about it. And finally, Matt Gates, a couple months ago in a congressional hearing, said, let's just go ahead and make this official. Now there are no excuses. The FBI has it. So we're going to get to that. Also, a little while ago, I shared with you an ATF agent visiting a man because he purchased several uh, weapons this year, seven weapons. And they said the reason being is they are investigating straw purchases. And the ATF agents went up on the man's porch, said, just bring us the guns, let me see them, and we'll be all right. We're out of here. Just let us see them. Now, why is that? Well, here is Representative Dan Bishop talking to uh, Jerry Nadler last week because they want to ban uh, uh, AR-15s or assault-style weapons because they're weapons of war, which, uh, by the way, are guaranteed by the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And they are. Weapons of war are. That was what the uh, Second Amendment was for. It wasn't for turkey shooting. Here's the exchange. Gentlemen from North Carolina, seek recognition. We'll speak on the amendment. Gentlemen is recognized. I would like to yield to anyone on the other side who would dispute that this bill bans weapons that are in common use in the United States today. Would, would anyone on the other side dispute that this bill would ban weapons that are in common use in the United States today. Would the gentleman yield? I would for an answer to that question. Yeah, that's the point of the bill. That's the point of the bill. There you go. That's why that man was visited. Just show us the guns. We want to make sure you got them. Because once Congress passes this bill to outlaw them, not, not to ban sales, but once that bill passes, if it passes, we're going to come back and we're going to get those. Now we know where they are. Unbelievable. One more call on this. Let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove, California, the home of KSCO, our wonderful affiliate there. Hello, Randall. What are your thoughts, my friend? Hello. Um, you know, the Democrats know they're running out of time, okay? So they're, yep. they're, they're about as desperate as they can get. Um, their ego won't let them give up. So I think they cooked up that survey that you mentioned because they want to alarm the government and everybody and be even more heavy-handed with gun confiscation. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt they're fomenting something. Dear God in heaven, they've been doing it. They've been poking the pit bull for uh, several years now. What conservatives or even Democrats are going to come out and say that they would take up arms and go against the government after January 6th? I also want to mention something else that you said about... uh, you know, going to war against the government by going to the polls. Okay, why can't we get these rhinos, and I know this has been asked over and over again, but why can't we get these rhinos to build a system that works and cast off the scab of what's going on now? All you have to do is build a system that's like, I hate to say it, but the good old days when things worked in this country, and then this thing right now, this society now could be cast off like a scab. That's how you heal. These rhinos oh, yeah. have to get on it and start oh, yeah. building a system now and then cast the scab off. 
100%. And we are, Randall. And when I, and I mentioned this earlier, I don't think there's, there's, not a, there's, not a, uh, there's not a reason for a civil war when 85% of the American population feels the country's going the wrong direction. I hate to tell you this, even, even Democrats don't want their 12-year-old told that the reason why they're so unhappy is because they were born the wrong sex. Nobody's down with that, Randall. Every single one of us individuals has the liberty to work on our own to do our part as much as we can, uh, preserving our self-preservation and and to try to be the best in this country we could be. And we have to do it individually. We can't rely on just our neighbors or the police or other patriots or old history, we have to do it now on our own and, and, and do the best we can that we already know, because I, I, I have been a high achiever, and I know what yeah. works. I know what, that I've succeeded at things. And, and people have to use those resources, because we're, our, our generation's going to die off, you know? Yeah. And there's not going to be anybody to replace us and do it better. All right, Randall, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, as I've said, the, uh, the class of 1968 right now, they are doing everything they can, they can to make us a, uh, the Marxist communist dream that they've, uh, they've dreamed about since back in uh, the late 60s. They are, I, I even played audio yesterday uh, from a pundit on Mark Levin's show. And I said the class of uh, 1968, uh, these uh, radical uh, boomers um, and their progeny uh, now in the private sector and in Congress and in, in control of companies like Facebook and Twitter, uh, they are seeing the realization of their dreams of uh, converting the United States to this, uh, this oligarchy where there's a ruling class and where there's uh, the rest of us, where there's, uh, uh, you know. First, we saw the fi- a fine example of it was Facebook's involvement in the last election, $500 million. Mark Zuckerberg was able to purchase an election. And, and the government was perfectly fine with it. The Democrats in Congress were perfectly fine with it, and they slipped it by us. That's what they do in the Soviet Union. That's what they did. That's what they do in China. That's what they do in Cuba. We aren't going to let it happen. I'm going to tell you something right now also. And I'm going to switch into this uh, conversation about schools and, you know, what's going on in, like, the state of Illinois. Illinois now has um, a new sexual uh, orientation and gender identity guide for preschoolers. All right? Um, If you have a teacher in your school district, if you have an administrator in your school district, if you have anyone in a position of uh, power or decision-making who says something like this and says they want to translate this into policy, you've got to take your kids out of the damn school system. One last idea for this series about how to support students who don't identify as cisgender in your classroom. And by the way, I'm also going to charge America's teachers with calling this out now. I want America's teachers, and I know most of you aren't down with this crap. I want you finally to say something. Because honestly, uh, it doesn't get done unless you agree to go with it. And that has to do with report card comments. Many students don't identify with the same pronouns and names at home as they might at school. or with. How about just teach my kid how to freaking read? Friends, and so this makes report card comments and communication home really complicated. Personally, I've been trying to... How about shut up? 
How about shut up? It's not important. Gender out of my report card comments altogether, but I recently heard a great... Yeah, take gender out of the damned report cards. How's he doing in uh, in English? Well, he's got a D. That means he's really close to failing. So we got to do better. Suggestion from our school... It has nothing to do with what's between your legs. GSA who suggested to make report card comments directed specifically to the student. So using the word you takes out the need... Oh, shut up. I can't take this anymore. Maryland's Montgomery Public Schools, Montgomery County, requiring teachers and administrators to both facilitate a child's gender transition and lie to the child's parents about it, according to district-wide guidance. We left Montgomery County Schools in 2015, and I'm glad we did. And I'm going to tell you right now, all my brothers and sisters who live in Gaithersburg or or live in Germantown or live in Clarksburg, get the hell out. Montgomery County employees are required to refer to a student by their preferred name and pronoun. Name's fine, perfectly fine. The ones the student believes correspond to their chosen gender identity as opposed to the name their parents gave them and the pronouns that correspond to their actual biological sex. If your school district is saying this, don't send your kid back to school in the fall. I mean this, 100%. You need to figure out where you can send your child. You need to investigate the new Supreme Court decision that allows uh, public school, th- that, that allows vouchers for parents to send their kids to private schools, and you need to send your kid to that school, or you need to facilitate, possibly with your neighbors, the ability to homeschool your children. The guidance makes clear that the references to what the, ch- uh, the student prefers should not be made when contacting parents in an effort to hide the child's gender identif- ideation and the school's facilitation of it. According to the guidance, disclosing a student's transgender status to parents may violate federal p- privacy laws, bullcrap, as it constitutes confidential medical information. Meaning that these animals, these sycophants, these uh Perverts, and, and I, I don't like to use that word because it makes you sound like I'm some holy roller. That's not it. But if you've got a teacher and an administration who's down with this sort of uh, guidance, you need to pull your kid out of the damn school. And you need to go to your next school board meeting like they did in Virginia, and you need to push this right the hell out. A gender support plan can be made with parental knowledge only, quote, if the family is supportive of the student. They did this in the Soviet Union. Don't talk to your parents. Tell us what's going on at home. Your parents really hate your gender identity. Your parents need to be taught. Oh, and did you realize also? Listen to this. The student welfare office must be contacted in order to put parents and families on a re-education plan presumably until they capitulate to the will of the school district. The gender support plan literally can be made with parental knowledge only if the family is supportive of the student. Otherwise, families are kept entirely in the dark about their children, uh, what they're going through at the school, and how the schools are promoting gender ideology. And if you're not going along with it, you need to be re-educated as a parent. This is happening in Montgomery County, Maryland, right across the river from Virginia, where they elected a Democrat governor, a Democrat lieutenant, or a Republican governor, a Republican lieutenant governor, and a Republican AG, all because of this nonsense. If your kid's school is planning on doing this in the fall, you need to raise all sorts of hell. Because I would venture to say that you as parents, and I'm talking to parents, I'm a parent, I've got a daughter who's going her senior year in high school, And she has suffered immeasurably because of shutdowns and nonsense. They aren't teaching this gender nonsense at my kid's school right now.
But if your kids are being taught this, if your school district is broadcasting what they plan on doing, then you need to say no. And either attend a school board meeting, call a school board member, call your university or your, your, your kid's school, call the principal, uh, do whatever you can. And if all else fails, pull your kid out of the school and say, turn this around or we're not going back. Because this has to end for the sake of our children. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. More than uh, one in five U.S. children's and teens are obese with rates increasing 17% from 2011 to 2020 and surging during COVID-19 pandemic. More than 21% of children between the ages of 2 and 17 are obese. Uh, One of the other indignities that have been suffered upon our children by the idiots uh, running our government and their response to COVID, which was uh, an overreaction. And and I hope that there are Nuremberg-style trials for those who put the country and our children through what they did using COVID as an excuse. It's uh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, Your head's going to have to roll. Heads are going to have to roll on a variety of issues. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, he will not be the president after November. Uh, He will be in the office, but he won't be the president. He's really not the president, if you think about it. But I will tell you that as the country is headed right now, uh, we will not make it to 2024. Uh, This president must not make it to 2024 as the president. I mean, he won't. But the the direction of the country has to make a U-turn. It really does. We can't go down this path anymore. This nonsense, this financial path, it's, it's causing so many people to have to work two or three jobs, energy dependence, the open border, which is an assault, an absolute assault to you and me. It's a slap in the face. It is, a, it is, a, it is also criminal. Our border is there for a reason. It's what makes us a nation. Let's go to Dennis in uh, Ridgely, Maryland. Hello, Dennis. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? Man, hey, Rob, good man, good talking to you, bud. You are on point with a whole lot of things, man. I'll tell you what, you yeah. talking about that CRT and the school issue, it's yeah. disappointing to me. I, I don't have children in school, but I got grandchildren. Yeah. And I'm a commercial waterman. Let me tell you something, bud. I, I do not like what they're doing, and I totally disagree with what they're doing. I mean, people, people got to put, people got to be, hey, listen, Rob, we can't react unless there's something told, and that's called the truth. You know what, Dennis? I think that uh, you're just upset because you don't have an electric car and your children are not transgendered or your grandchildren are not tra- That's what I think the problem is, Dennis. <laughs> I, I, I probably might disagree with you. We were sitting in a bar having a cocktail somewhere, Rob. You know, we might have a little disagreement, but at the same time, check this out. Yes, I'm never going to buy an electric car because I could never afford one. Yep. What are they going to do about electric planes when they are required to have electric planes? Who, yeah. uh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. All over the country. So we're going to stop on an airlift to somewheres and get some batteries and put in that, whatever, man. 
Dennis, it's never going to happen. It's it, it's a it, pipe it's dream. Really, it's, it's messed up, but we need to stand up. And Rob, you keep speaking the truth, bud, because we are we need to take this country back from the. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, my brother. Have a glorious day. Oh, here's the uh, the AG, the Democrat uh, candidate for AG of Texas. Listen, this is in Texas. Listen to what this jackass has to say. If Dan Patrick gets another term, he's already told us. He's coming after your school, and he's coming after your teacher. He wants to privatize and profitize our public schools. As lieutenant governor, I will lead the legislature to amend our Constitution to ban forever private school vouchers. You know why? Because vouchers are for vultures. What a ridiculous thing to say. So he's going to, what they're doing is they're, they're attempting to convert, and they are successfully in many places, uh, Marxist, uh, they're Marxist schools. They're, they're meant to make your child uh, hate the country, hate one another, uh, you know, they're, this CRT, this transgenderism nonsense and all that. And now this jackweed in Texas is saying they need to get rid of vouchers altogether and private schools essentially altogether. Do you think that's going to get you elected in Texas? If it does, then Texas is done, to be quite honest. It was funny. I got a, I got a text from my, uh, my boss, Lee, and he said, uh, you better be careful because they're going to get rid of their, they're going to ban the word uh, uh, recession online. That'll be the next thing. Did you realize that, that Twitter banned the word groomer? Did you know that? Because people were saying, hey, maybe if you're trying to teach your kid about sex and sexuality, you might be a groomer. You might be grooming them because that's what groomers do. And I said, uh, oh, well, that's bad news for dog groomers everywhere. <laughs> oh, by the way, after the show today, I want you to listen to this. At 3 o'clock Eastern time, the end of this show, Newsmax, President Trump is the keynote speaker at the sold-out America First Agenda Summit, and Newsmax is covering it today at 3. So you can watch him speak today at 3 o'clock. All right, right after my show, go to Newsmax. Go to NewsmaxTV.com. You want to watch it online, do it on your phone. Do the Newsmax app on your phone. Or if you're hanging out, you're watching maybe DirecTV. I got DirecTV in the other room. Just go to Channel 349. But Donald Trump's speech in D.C. will be televised today at 3 o'clock right after my show. And I'm going to go right in and watch it. I'm just going to go in right there and I'm going to watch it. Uh, this is kind of Even the New York Times worries that Kamala Harris is not ready to take over for Biden. Did you know that? You know why? Because she's an idiot. That's essentially why. New York Times, opinion piece. If something happens to Biden, Kamala Harris isn't ready to take over. <laughs> Jeffrey Frank has written two biographies of American presidents, one about Harry Truman, one about Dwight Eisenhower and his vice president, Richard Nixon. He draws on that knowledge of history to argue that President Biden is doing a poor job preparing VP Harris to succeed him. Um, I hate to tell you this. It's not about preparing her. Uh, she will never be prepared because she's not a very smart person. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, who was a first-term senator from California before entering the White House, hasn't been given the sort of immersive experience or sustained high-profile tasks that would deepen and broaden her expertise in ways Americans could see and appreciate. She was given the duty of being the border czar. That was the opportunity. That was the sort of immersive experience or sustained high-profile task that could have deepened or broadened her expertise. But she didn't do anything. She did D-word for Richard about the border. And you see where we are. She will never be qualified to be the president of the United States. Let's take a break. You are listening to a Tuesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere.
Big news. It is the Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Joining me on the Newsmax hotline right now, Representative James Comer, a Republican from Kentucky, ranking member of the House Oversight Committee. We are just talking off air, and he said that uh, there's some uh, some uh, big happenings on Capitol Hill tomorrow with regard to guns. Uh, welcome to the show, sir. Glad to have you uh, join us today. I mentioned that I used to live in Fort Thomas. I love me some Kentucky. Yeah, well, it's great. Always good to have a former Kentuckian uh, to have a conversation with. Appreciate right. the invite. Well, let's talk about what's going on tomorrow. I was talking earlier about uh, this uh, new attempt to uh, not only ban sales, but ban uh, the AR-15, what they're calling weapons of war, which, by the way, is what the, the founding fathers originally had in mind when they created the Second Amendment. They didn't. We weren't trying to free ourselves from turkey hunting or turkeys. We were uh, separating ourselves from a government that was oppressive. Tell us what's happening uh, tomorrow and what's going on uh, with regard to gun control in the country. Well, the Democrats on the House Oversight Committee, they're interested in everything except oversight of the Biden administration. Yeah. So they continue to have worthless hearings that don't amount to anything more than a show, something to try to please the far left of their base. So they're going to have a hearing tomorrow about guns, yeah. gun violence in America. Uh, you are exactly right. Their objective is to have strict gun control. Uh, I thought... Uh, it's very ironic to have a hearing like that in Washington, D.C., where you have some of the most strict gun laws in America, but yet some of the highest gun crimes in America, and yeah. Chicago would be the same way. So this hearing is nothing more than the Democrats' attempt to pander to the far left of their base, that they're trying to do something about uh, guns when uh, you know they really don't have a bill other than to, to ban guns. And you know the, the fact that it's our constitutional right to... Uh, keeping bare arms doesn't really phase the, the left on the oversight committee. Now, let me ask you this, because I heard an exchange last week. Uh, Jerry Nadler essentially said that they, he wanted to ban a common-use firearm, which is the AR-15 and its class of weapons. So ban not just sales, not just stop the sales, but to, to me this says that they want to find out who has them and you have to turn your weapons in. I had mentioned a guy caught ATF agents on his doorstep in Delaware last week. He had bought seven weapons since January. Using the excuse of straw weapons purchases, they went up on this man's porch and said, let me see your guns. And he capitulated and he showed them one of them. And then he says, as soon as you show me, I'm out of here. What that says to me is they're setting the stage to know where people are who have these weapons and if the Democrats have their way, to actually literally come and remove them from your home. Am I being paranoid here? Because I'm not paranoid. I'm not a big uh, conspiracy theorist guy. But do you suppose this is what the Democrat Party wants? I think that that's what their base wants. I think that if you look at Jerry Nadler and Ocasio-Cortez and Carolyn Maloney, they're in New York City, uh, a bastion of, far, of the far left, and that's what their base wants. They want those guns... Uh, to be confiscated by the federal government. Uh, they don't care, again, about our constitutional rights. Uh, the, the far left really believe that, you know, you can end crime in America by, by banning guns. Uh, they don't realize that uh, the cities like Chicago and Washington, D.C., where you have the most gun controls, where you have the highest rate of, of 
gun crimes. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the economy we're expecting, and the Biden administration literally is trying to change the definition of recession because they know the bleep's going to hit the fan this Thursday when news about the economy and uh, jobs and uh, the possibility of, well, let's just say it's we're in a recession. Uh, what, are they, what are they saying on Capitol Hill? What do you, what do you think they're going to say on Thursday now that they're trying to redefine recession when they know that we're in one? Well, the the only plan I've seen from Joe Biden to end or prevent a recession is to change the definition of recession. You know, the <laughs> definition of recession has been the same since I was an Economics 101 student at Western University in the early 90s. It's two consecutive quarters of uh, declining GDP, and that's yeah. what we're going to have. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is the, the biggest problem in the economy that will, will keep us in recession is the fact that the, the Democrats in this administration has spent too much money. Yeah. They've printed too much money. They've devalued the dollar. Now the only way to combat inflation is for the Federal Reserve to increase interest rates, yeah. which is going to push us further into recession. Now, now, what are your constituents telling you? I mean, I've spent plenty of time in Kentucky, and, and I was mentioning to my, uh, my listeners, I went on vacation, and we, went, we drove down to Florida 18 hours, and, uh, and we drove through Mississippi and Alabama and, uh, and uh, Arkansas and Missouri in the back areas and where people have to do their grocery shopping at Dollar General. Uh, they're, ta- they're holding their cars together with duct tape as best they can. Not saying that's real uh, a strange thing to uh, rural America, because I'm, call- I'm from a rural America, I know. But what are, your, what are your constituents saying right now about their suffering? Because, um, you know, the, the, the Biden administration is saying that jobs, people are more people are signing up for jobs. It's because people are coming back from retirement and people are having to work more than one job. So what are your constituents saying about the economy and how they're suffering right now? Well, inflation. You know, the, most people have never lived through inflation. The last time we had significant inflation was in the early 1980s. So you've got many generations of consumers now and and workers who have never experienced inflation and they don't like it and i think they realize that this inflation all started when joe biden became president and wanted to pass more stimulus and he wanted to pay people not to work and he wanted to print more money and he and uh pass an infrastructure bill pass build back better and you know just spend 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 i think most people realize if you continue to spend money it's going to lead to inflation and that's what we have and you know whatever they've increased in social security whatever there was an increase in in their wages it's not kept pace with inflation and everybody's struggling right now it is now let me ask you this because everybody is uh, predicting a sweep of uh, Republicans. I just saw a generic congressional ballot, 10% in favor of Republicans, which means uh, really it's 20%. Uh, what are you going to do? What do you What do you think America wants Republicans to do once they're back in power? Because I'm going to tell you what I see is a lot of people who are really angry. They want investigations. They want investigations of the cover-up of, the, uh, of, uh, of Hunter Biden's laptop. They want the 2020 election looked at. They want uh, the January 6th prisoners to be heard. They want to know why the justice system is targeting conservatives. I could go on and on and on. What do you got planned after November? And what are your constituents saying they want you to do? Well, I can tell you from an investigative standpoint, every conservative in America wonders why Trump was investigated so much, but uh, doesn't seem like the Bidens have been. We've been doing as much investigative work as you possibly can in the minority, 
in January, if we're in the majority and I'm chairman of the House Oversight Committee, I can promise you a committee hearing, uh, many committee hearings on Biden family wrongdoing. Uh, even if the Department of Justice comes out and indicts Hunter Biden, which they could in the next 60 days, the evidence is overwhelming, or if they try to cover their tracks and delay this by uh, appointing a special counsel, which I don't support because special counsels never work. Look at yeah. Durham. They yeah. never work. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have hearings with Hunter's business associates. We're going to have hearings with Hunter's <laughs> bankers. Uh, we're going to we're going to go in and ask all the questions that every American wants asked, and we're going to actually try to hold him accountable. Even if Hunter gets indicted by the little things the Department of Justice is looking at, those are the least of his concern. Yeah. You know, you, you've got major criminal activity uh, that uh, that was probably uh, performed by not just Hunter Biden, but Hunter Biden's uncle. And we want to know who the big guy is. I think we know <laughs> yeah. who the big guy is, but we want to we want to know because look, if Joe Biden's compromised, that's a problem. That's a national security crisis. There, if our president's compromised because of the shady business dealings of his son and his brother, so we're not going to let up on that. Uh, with respect to uh, election investigations, that's something I know that the House Administration Committee is going to look into. With respect to big tech censoring conservatives, I know that's something Jim Jordan on the Judiciary Committee is going to look into. So I think the American people are going to get their money's worth out of uh, investigations if Republicans win. But, you know, the main thing that people want to see, they want to see the border secure. Yes. They want to see government spending controlled and uh, they want to see energy policy go back to the way it was under Trump. So those are the three policy areas yeah. we're going to focus on. But from an investigation standpoint, I can assure the conservative listeners out there, they're going to be very pleased when the Republicans take the majority. Well, I like to use the expression indict, impeach, remove, incarcerate, repeat. That's what I would like to see. And I literally, I mean that 100%, sir. I want to see people pay for what they've done. I want to know what the hell happened at the Capitol on January the 6th, why so many people were able to be let into the Capitol. I want to know why AOC literally admitted the other day, oh yeah, why did these Capitol police officers let people into the building? I want to know why there is so much uh, punishment of people who... Uh, went into the Capitol on January the 6th, and there are other people who were able to walk around scot-free and get away with just about anything, including people like Hunter Biden. Let's talk about the border. What, what's going to happen with the border? Because right now, you literally have the, uh, the DHS secretary saying the uh, border is, is closed. We're not stupid. We see what this is doing to upset the, the country, uh, homeless shelters, uh, jobs, uh, keeping people fed, um, and, and whatnot. What are you going to do about the border when Republicans take over. Well, we have a lot of Border Patrol agents that want to come forward. Uh, they don't feel that they can come forward now because the Democrats don't want to hear what they have to say. You know, when you have Mayorkas come and testify under oath that the border's secure, and and then two weeks prior to that, he met with Border Patrol agents to, to tell them he understands how bad it is, but they're just going to have to prepare because it's going to get worse because of Biden suspending Title 42, so expect a surge this summer. So Mayorkas told his Border Patrol agents one thing, which is the truth, yeah, yeah. that it's bad and it's going to get worse. Then a few weeks later, he testifies to Congress under oath that the border's secure. You know, we're going to be able to have Border Patrol agents and ICE come forward and uh, tell their story. And I think that if there's one person in the Biden administration that's subject to impeachment, it would be Mayorkas. Because 100%. he, you know, what he has done 
for national security, for uh, the increase in fentanyl, for the increase in human trafficking, for the for the burden on the taxpayers. I mean, all these unaccompanied minors that are coming over, uh, they automatically get on Medicaid. Somebody's got to provide public education. They're transporting them all over the United States. Yep. This is a huge expense to the taxpayers and a slap in the face to the working taxpayers of America. So Mayorkas is going to be on the hot seat like no cabinet officials ever been in the history of America. Do you think... Um... I'll, I'll just be honest. I don't think that uh, physically and mentally this president will make it to 2024. You don't need to comment on that. Uh, but what happens if Joe Biden isn't able to complete his tenure as president of the United States? Is, is, well, are we going to get stuck with, uh, with Kamala Harris? Well, it's, I tell people the alternative's not very, uh, very good. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, the, they've got the 25th Amendment, as you know, and the, there's a way if he, you know, gets in a mental state that he can no longer perform his duties and even his cabinet will admit that then uh that's that's a, a possibility there could always be a coup uh if yeah. the democrats see that uh that he's you know completely lost the confidence of the american people which is what i'm thinking the midterms is going to show yeah uh, they could put kamala harris in there but she's the vice president she's she's next in in control so uh you know the the alternative isn't much better than the, the yeah. current situation yeah. with respect to who's president. Well, I know you got a lot of stuff on your plate, uh, Representative, and I greatly appreciate you finding the time today. I hope you understand, you know, the American people are frustrated. And if 85% of the people in the country say that the country's going in the wrong direction, that means to me that there are a lot of Democrats out there, uh, as well as Republicans, who are just done with this nonsense. And there's a very small minority of people in charge who are pushing us in a direction we don't want the country to go to so uh, accidentally joe biden did reunite us and unite us but unfortunately for him it was against him yeah no i agree i i travel my district it's a third of the state of kentucky yeah. and i I'm there every every weekend and i have not had a single person come up to me and say hey you know what joe biden's doing a good job <laughs> cutting some flat. i have not had the first person yep. Yeah. Come up to me and say that. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. Where can people find you online? I know you're on uh, you're on Twitter, you're on Getter, you're on Facebook uh, under James Comer, Rep. James Comer, or Congressman Comer. Any place else I could send people to check out uh, your good work, sir. Now you mentioned it, Rep. James Comer on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're on all the social media platforms. Right. And love to have some more followers. All right. God bless you, sir. Have a glorious day, and thanks for your service. I do appreciate it. Let's take a break. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump's going to be speaking on uh, Newsmax television at the AFPI uh, sub, uh, Summit, which is America First, which is uh, constitutionalist people who love the founding of the country are not ashamed of the founding of the country, realize that we're the greatest country to ever exist on the planet. There is no doubt about it, not one little bit of doubt, the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. Donald Trump will speak on Newsmax at 3 o'clock Eastern Time right after this here show. So check it out with me. Let's, let's uh, hang out. We'll hang out and we'll watch it together. How does that sound? I think it sounds pretty good. So the uh, summer of rage is happening in this country uh, because of Roe v. Wade was overturned, which caused the death of 63 million babies. Ha ha! I got away! My mother was sexually assaulted and I was adopted! Mwahahahaha! 
Too bad, so, for you, so sad for you. There have been dozens of uh, acts of violence, destruction, and harassment aimed at intimidating anti-abortion Christians. Uh, Liz Warren actually said she wants to get rid of crisis pregnancy centers where, you know, uh, people uh, teach uh, uh, young women that they're not alone and that they can have the baby, maybe give up the adop- for adoption or experience the most glorious thing you could possibly imagine, and that is raising a child. It's weird that way, right? But this is the left. Family Research Council has said there's been 100 attacks against pro-life groups nationwide since the beginning of May. And what's everybody talking about? Well, Matt Gates is a representative, and he spoke over the weekend at a, a conference, and he said that uh, abortion, uh, pro-abortion protesters are fat and ugly. Have you watched these pro-abortion, pro-murder rallies? The people are just disgusting. Like, why is it that... The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions. <laughs> now, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because that is really offensive. Oh, no, what? What? You're laughing? It's, yeah, it's really offensive to some people. And I absolutely 100% say that he should be able to say it. 100%. I think it's fair. And if you don't like him, don't vote for him. And, 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 and honestly, they're kind of like, you know, I've been, you've been around like a nude beach. I've been to a topless beach before the people who want to be naked are never people you want to see naked. You ever notice that same way with these protesters, right? Well, here's what Matt Gates said about it this morning. And uh, he's not apologizing. He's not kowtowing. He's not going to be canceled. Here's what he said. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. <laughs> what do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Be offended. And you know what? Do I think that all the women at this, these rallies are fat and ugly? No, I don't care. It, 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 some of them are. You know, maybe some people are, I think you're good looking if you're, you know, fat and angry. Whatever. Who the hell cares? But honestly, that he said it is perfectly fine. And if you don't like it, then you could just be ticked about it. But I love his response. I really do. Do I agree with him? No, not necessarily. But do I love his response? Oh, hell yeah. I think that those comments are offensive. Be offended. Be offended, mm-hmm. 100%. And that's what I say to anybody who thinks that my show is offensive. And there are occasions that I, I don't try to be offensive. I'm not here to, to stir things up. I'm here to tell the truth. I'm here to entertain you. I'm here to inform you, maybe even motivate you to be good, to do good, I should say. That's what I'm here for. All right, I'm going to get ready to wrap things up. We'll come back in one second. Again, Trump rally following this show on Newsmax. This is The Rob Carson Show. that based off of your comments you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight yes what do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive be offended i love that that's uh, that's the mantra of the of the show although you know i don't try to offend people but if you are offended then be offended it's okay we live in a country where you can offend people and you can you you can actually be offended it's really actually pretty awesome i never suggest canceling people because you're offended some things that joe rogan said yesterday i found were offensive i you know i don't think he's really uh, all that i mean he's he's kind of a common man kind of a guy sometimes he says stuff that really ticks me off and you know what i don't want him canceled not one little bit and if matt gates says that uh, women at these uh, pro-abortion rallies are fat and ugly then you have to look at him and say no they're not and say i'm offended and then you know move on honestly he has every right to say it time for me to go kids i'm gonna go watch donald trump's speech it's on newsmax next 
at the top of the hour, okay? Should be very enlightening and awesome. And I'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless all of those who know that this country is going in the wrong direction and those who are going to change it. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. See you then. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.